Hello listener, this is Alex from the Fumbled Anthology. Liam, myself and our cast are very excited to share this playthrough with you, but it would be remiss of us not to inform you that this particular series contains depictions of sexual violence and domestic violence, so listener discretion is advised. If this brings up anything for you, I put some resources that may help in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Now, on with the show. Previously on Cold Warning. I'm looking for my goddaughter, Marilyn. She was in uh, Bangor Hospital a month ago. I'm trying to find him. Dominic Strella. It seems Joseph got entangled with him. Excuse me? You're telling me. My goddaughter's husband has shot himself and has passed away. What proof do you have of this? That's what they're saying in the papers, miss. There is a note. Winter Haven Hunting Lodge. I do not want to go to the hunting lodge by myself. I think that would be foolish. Yeah, uh... Bryson store said that you could give us a ride. What you fail to notice is a large mass suddenly colliding with the front windshield of your car. It's just a deer. Come on, grab a leg. You notice quite a few injuries on this deer that don't align with a car crash. Uh, 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 hang on, Teddy. I, I, I don't think we are the. Th- I don't think we killed this thing. I think someone something else has. I, I saw something. It- Kinda of human, but but not human. She grabs your grabs your gloved hand, and then all of a sudden you just see trees. What? What? You see out of the tree line, it appears to be a humanoid figure. Help me! Help me! Help me. Well, you drugged me, didn't you? What? No. What? What are you talking about? Are you all right? You just sort of blanked out. So like, Stuart's a good boss and everything. Oh, uh, Stuart, yeah, no, he's pretty good. He treats us okay, you know, pays on time. You eventually arrive at the crash site. The car is covered in blood. More blood than what was on there before. Uh, one of my friends apparently saw, like, a some sort of tall figure. She mentioned it could be a Wendigo or something. You notice this guy starts flicking through the ledger, almost, like, hurrying, like he's looking for something. I'm happy to talk to you more, but at the moment, I'm gonna go out for a lovely stroll. Letting you know it's not safe outside at the moment. There's dangerous creatures out there. I am the manager in charge here. Uh, how about we take this to my office? None of the guests are real at the moment. Can I roll for psychology? He's lying. Eddie's dead. The guy that we left back there on the road, he's dead. Let's just go look for Arthur. The mysterious man who is talking to Hurets sort of looking around various rooms. Uh, he finds a room and he opens it. It's not his room, uh, but he walks in. Sir, are you the Arthur Burgess who's writing a book? A hand covers your mouth and you are dragged into the room. The Fumbled Anthology presents Cold Warning Based on the Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Scott David Anielowski With adaptations written by Alex Green Featuring Emily Moxon as Mari Cledden I don't work here, thank you very much, although somebody else should. Heavens, there's so much going on here that better be looked after. Liam Braid as Professor Percy Weaver. It is a bit cold weather out here, but are you feeling alright? 
and introducing Jan Roger as Teddy Clifton, P.I. No, 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 he went this way, you see, there's broken sticks this way. I've got the torch, you're following me. Alex Green is your keeper of arcane lore and everyone else. Part 6, The Manitou. Now we'll move on to Percy Weaver. Yeah, so in in Percy's mind, there's only one person that seems to have any sort of behaviour similar to what the Doctor back in Bang- Bangor described. It's not quite the same that the, the Doctor in Bangor described, like more aggressive and violent behaviour. Whereas this Arthur guy sounds just a bit aloof and a bit weird. But it's the only lead I've got. So yeah, I'm gonna head out to find Teddy against my... Uh, I don't really want to, but they head out into this bad weather and see if we can find Arthur. You want to have that conversation? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll catch him in the foyer. Yeah, catch him in the foyer, yeah. Uh, Mr. 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 Clifton. Uh, yeah, just call me Teddy. Are, are you heading out to look for... What was that chap's name? Uh, yeah, uh, the, the crazy dude. Uh, his name escapes me right now. The weird... Yeah, look, look, I, I, yes, uh, I'm not... Gonna go talk to Wallabaloos or... Something like that. I'm not too thrilled with going out into this poor weather, but look, he's, he's the only one acting strangely, it seems. So uh, he's the only lead I've got. Right. Well, uh, you got you, you've got me, you've got George. Uh, George is pretty keen to get some fresh air and get away from whatever the hell's going on with him. Yeah, you can say that again. Uh, sorry about your marriage issues there, George. <laughs> <laughs> is George there? I don't think George is. There. I think George is with Ashak waiting outside. Ashak's also keen. Alright, it's it's a party. Sure. Some hell of a party. Uh do you do you know where he wandered off to or is he completely gone? Um uh, this should tracks should be still fresh. I'm sure we could easily follow them. Alright, well well let's go before the snow covers them over. Yes. Alright, uh, I grab my coat off the hook. And you head outside into the storm. Uh you see Achak and George. Uh, they're waiting outside. George looks very, very cold. He's got his coat on and he's shivering. Achak looks a little bit more acclimatised the conditions. Uh, he's just wearing a, a thick jumper and he's got his little hat on. It's covering his ears. Uh, and, and Achak says, like, oh, oh, hey guys. Um, are you ready to go out? Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Let's go find this Arthur fella. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go and... You look out, and you can see the tracks are still pretty fresh. Uh, that the snow is coming in, so you're going to need to work quickly. Um, you move through the clearing, following the tracks that Arthur left. Uh, it takes you about two minutes to get to the edge of the forest, and then from there, it's quite a um, a rough walk through. Um, there's a lot less snow on the ground. It's more rocky. It's more um, a lot more brush and trees that are sort of hiding the the footprints that Arthur has laid out. So I'm gonna probably gonna do a track roll from this point. I've only, I've only got the base ten. Uh, I'm hoping Achak has something. He might. I failed for what it's worth. Well maybe you have my luck and I have yours. We'll find out. Well Achak got a hard success on his track roll. 
I got a... Oh, fucking of course. 90, 96. Back to, back, to, <laughs> back, to, back, to, back to normal. <laughs> this is one of my best skills! Wait on, hang on, whoa, 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 hold up a second. What is your track? 42. That's a fumble. That's back to normal. Ah. Normal uh, programming regimes. Okay, so, so Achak sees uh, on the ground. He's got a hard success on his track roll. And he sees, uh, he says, oh, I, I think he went this way. And, and but you're, you, Teddy, are adamant, you're adamant that he went another way. No, 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 he went this way. You see, there's broken sticks this way. No, I, I'm pretty sure he went, he went to the left. He went left of that tree. Ah, uh, that's just some sort of, that's just a deer or something. Come on, I've got the torch, you're following me. Oh, uh, are you sure? I, I think it's I think it's that way. I'm already moving. <laughs> I'm already moving. All right. Yep. <laughs> uh, 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 Teddy, shouldn't shouldn't we? Uh, uh, Jack lives around here. He knows these parts. I think shouldn't we listen to his advice? Uh. Well, how sure are you, Ashak? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went this way. It's my job. I do this for a living. Oh, okay. Um, he doesn't have Persuade, so I think he's just going to go with it. <laughs> he's only he's a 19-year-old boy. I don't think he's going to say no to you. All right, uh, lead, uh, lead the way then, Teddy. I will lead the way. All right, so you, you start leading the group uh, further and further into the woods. Uh, Teddy, I, I, I'm not seeing any footsteps. What, are you sure this is correct? I... The snow's just being covered, that's all. Uh, maybe maybe we should circle back around and try again. Uh, as you start circling around, you notice that there is a... You, you come across a, a riverbed. Uh, the, the water inside is frozen over, so it's not longer moving, but um, you, you, seem to have, you seem to be lost. Uh, I'll probably need a navigate roll to see if you can find your way back to the path. Achak can surely do this. He lives around here. Oh, I've got a three. <laughs> Hard success. All right. Uh, as expected, 88. No, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Teddy, this is completely the wrong way. I, 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 I'm not seeing any footsteps. I think we follow this track back to where we were and try again. All right, let's do that then. Just waste two minutes of role-playing. <laughs> Wasted a bit of time there. Um, and I think by now it's... It's the the weather's getting really bad now. I'm not even sure I can see the original tracks anymore. Yeah, the winds the winds getting real bad, and there's more snow falling on the ground now, and it's getting harder and harder to uh, to make out anything on the ground that resembles a track. Um, but you keep moving. Uh, however, you do seem to find yourself getting more and more lost in these woods as they get thicker and the ground gets more and more uneven as you go. Uh, eventually, uh, Achak uh, stops and he says, I, I think we might be lost. Uh, do we know the way to get back? I don't know if he's out here. Well, what happened to the original tracks? Can't you follow them, the the ones that you thought you were going to follow and then Teddy took us the wrong direction? It was a detour, right? I mean, I can try. He's going to do another track roll. Um, yeah, uh, I think I can, I think I can find something. Uh, and 
he Ashak starts guiding you. Uh, George, meanwhile, is getting more and more upset because he's freezing his nipples off. He's in his little jumper and his coat. I'm just going to start yelling out, Arthur, Arthur, where, where, where are you, my, my man, Arthur? Yeah, give me a, give me a luck roll. Mm-hmm. Pass, normal success. You don't hear anyone reply, but you do hear, um, you do hear someone talking. And it sounds like Arthur. Uh, I, th- I, I think I can hear him. Uh, uh, he must be this way, maybe. Arthur! Uh, follow the voice. Uh, yeah, and as you get closer, you, you are crawling over rocks and scrambling over logs to get to, to where Arthur is. Uh, and eventually you find him. You're, you're all cold and tired and hungry, but you eventually reach uh, where Arthur is and he's in a clearing. Arthur, there you are, my man. What, what, what are you doing out here? And he's just... He's behind... He's sort of talking to a tree. And he's saying, So, there I was. Uh, I was in in Boston. And I had just... I just drew... I had two threes in my hand. And then... Uh, a, a, a Bradley says to me, But I've got the nut flush. And I said, well, you can't have the nut flush. There's no, there's no spades on the table. And Bradley didn't listen to me, and he, and he went for it, and he just, and he, he, and of course I won all these money, but at what cost? I, I think Brad got really upset. But so what, what do you think I should do in that situation? Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, and he's just talking to this tree. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 what's he, uh, Mr. Burgess, Mr. Burgess, sir. I told you he's nuts. Uh, uh, oh, 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 friends, hi. I was just talking to this Manitou here about the best way to to solve disputes. The, 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 the Manitou? Yeah, the Manitou, he's right here. And he looks, he points to the tree. Uh, we just came out looking for you. We, we were worried, worried about you. You wandered off into this poor weather, and, uh... Well, well are you going to come back to the lodge with us? Oh, well, uh, I'll just check with my... I'll just check with the Manitou to make sure that we're okay. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah, my, my friends here, they, uh, they came looking for me. Isn't that lovely? Um, do you have any... Any, uh, advice for them? Oh, oh, that is, that is good advice. They said you should all get naked. All of you should get naked right now. I, I, I think we're pretty cold as it is. Um, do you mind if I take your temperature, sir? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, what does that involve? I, I, I have a thermometer here. Does that involve any sort of, sort of sex act or something? No, 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 I have a thermometer here. Oh, okay. A phenomenon. And he goes to, um, he pulls down his pants and he shows you his butt. No, no, not not up your ass. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's, Percy wouldn't say that. It'd be like, uh, uh, no, no, not, <laughs> not up, not up, no, no, not up there. Uh, it, it goes like in, in, in your mouth or under your arm or... Oh, okay. Oh, oh, all right. Then that seems, 
That seems much nicer than the last thermometer I had. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah, you can go and he, he lets you. Mm. What does it say? Uh, it is 90. 90. It's cold. It's cold. Quick. But it's where's not my, that cold where, where's my Fahrenheit to Celsius conversion? <laughs> well, no, normal uh, normal human body temperature is 95 to 99, so he's just quite low. But you could probably put that down to him being in a snowstorm, and he's got his pants down. Uh, you're, it is a bit cold weather out here, but are, are you feeling all right? Oh, I, I, I feel fine. The Manitous are protecting me. They're even protecting me from that weird guy over there. And he points into the middle distance. Mm. Uh, 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 and, I, and I whisper over to Teddy, uh, 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 90 degrees Fahrenheit would be, would be akin to either uh, moderate to severe hypothermia or in the case of a deceased body, someone that has been dead for at least two hours. I'm more concerned about what guy he's pointing at, so I'll turn the torch and have a look over where he's pointed to. You see a large figure with long arms and fur all over its body and antlers that give it an extra foot of height and it roars as loud as it can and it's eerie, like a bear but almost like a wolf and its face is hollow and the eyes are dead and you can't quite see but it's looking directly at you. Was this the tree? No, it's a it's a it's a thing about about 15 meters away from you now, and the li as the light shined on it, it roars at you. I'm gonna need sanity rolls from all of you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is that? Oh boy, <laughs> I could succeed something. Oh, that's just that's just my friend. I I have sanity of 63 and I rolled a 62. Uh, Ashak passed his uh, sanity. Yep. He's passed. Uh, I'll check old mate Burgess. He hasn't got a lot of sanity. Oh, but he's just fine. He rolled a seven. So this thing roars at you. And it starts rearing up to run at you. What is that? I'll pull out my colt. We'll go back to uh, Marie Cleddon. Oh, she's fine. Don't worry about that. She's fine. <laughs> she's fine. She's sleeping in bed, back in a warm lodge. There's nothing wrong going with Marie. <laughs> so Marie's just been dragged into a room. Uh, there's someone uh, with their hand over your mouth, and then you just hear, Shh, please, please, please be quiet, please. I, I, I'm not here to hurt you, but I just, I need you to be quiet. Can you do that for me? Please. What does he take his hand off my mouth? I think he's waiting for some sort of response. He's not. I guess he's not getting anything. So he he takes. He slowly takes his hand off, and um, you're inside this room. And he's like a tall man. Um, it's the guy from downstairs. Uh, and he says, uh, "I'm I'm sorry if I startled you. Uh, my name is my name is Arthur Harrod. I I'm a psychiatrist uh, down in Bangor and." I, I believe something terrible has happened at this lodge. Uh, potentially uh, some, some kind of murder. Uh, and I, I, I came here to look and you're, you're here to clean the house, correct? I saw you when, I, when you came in, you were cleaning. I thought you work here, right? 
even if I was working here, that's no way to handle a lady. And she like pushes his shoulder, like pushes him away. Scared yeah. the absolute blooming boomers off me. My goodness, why am I being quiet? What is this nonsense? Uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I just said, I think something terrible has happened here and I I need to find out what has happened. Um, I, I'll tell you everything. Uh, I my, I have I had a patient uh, down in Bangor. His name was Joseph Sutton. Uh, he was he, he, he visited my my practice. He was having nightmares and and he was having memory fog. And we worked through it. And he was getting better. He was getting better. Uh, but he one and I, I found out he he had killed himself. He shot himself in his in his own house. And I, I just can't fathom how that could have been possible because, as I said, he was improving. He, he was not, he did not seem suicidal at all. Um, and you have to believe me, please. I'm so sorry to, for my rudeness and my bluntness, but I'm scared. I'm very scared. I think something has happened to him and I just want to get to the bottom of it. Well, this is all very interesting. How ridiculous I'll stand in here whispering. Why don't we go somewhere where we can probably, why am I whispering in this room? I just figured there's no one here. I was, I was looking through the room, seeing if I could find something. I know, I know uh, Joseph and his wife had visited the lodge about, uh, I don't know, it looked to be almost a year ago, um, and and I thought that maybe if I came up here and I, I started looking through, I might find a clue as to where it could be. I, I don't do this very often, I promise. I am just a psychiatrist. I'm not an investigator or anything like that. I don't know the first step of, of how to solve crimes or murders or anything like that. I, I, I panicked. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please. As you should be. Now, grab your stuff. You'll come into my room and we'll talk about this further. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he um, he hasn't got anything. He's just got his, like, what's in his pockets. And the, I guess the two of you hurry over into the into the... The spare room, the small room that you've got. Um, I don't think you've been in this room yet. It's pretty similar to the room you were just in. Same sort of furniture setup. Uh, so it's got like a bed, um, and it's got like a, a desk on the middle of the room, and uh, there's a nightstand to the left of the bed. Uh, yeah. So you walk in, and he says, I, "I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. I, are you sure you weren't followed here or anything like that?" I, I'm scared. Of, I'm scared of being followed. So, uh, is everything okay? We all good? Honey, provided the door is shut, we're perfectly fine. I can't offer you any more than that. Now sit down and start talking okay. properly. None of that whispering bullcrap. Do you take tea? Uh, yes, I, I'll take a tea. Uh, who are you? I thought you worked here. I don't work here, thank you very much, although somebody else should. Heavens, there's so much going on here that better be looked after. No, my name, Sugar, is Mara Clennon, and I am... Oh, Sugar, I gave my real name. You better not tell people that. I, I, I didn't see a Mara Clennon on the ledger. Um, what, uh, you, Did you use a fake name? You keep that to yourself, young man, or we don't talk anymore. It's, least, it's the least I can do. <laughs> I should think so, after that kind of treatment. Now, I'm here after my goddaughter, the daughter of Sarbeke Potter, the wife of Joseph Sutton. Oh, you know Joseph? I don't know him very well, but I know Marilyn, and I am awful surprised to hear all about Joseph and what's been going on. So I want to hear more from your perspective. But did you know Marilyn, or have you seen Marilyn? Uh, 
I, I didn't know, I, I didn't know Marilyn, but Joseph mentioned her a few times. Um, uh, he said that she was pregnant and that they were excited about the baby, but she was having complications and apparently she was getting quite sick. And, and she, he talked about that a lot in our, in our meetings. Um, but yes, uh, as I said, she, he, um, he presented to my clinic. Uh, he was having nightmares, he was having memory fog. And um, we talked about it for months. We'd been, uh, we'd been meeting regularly. And he said that um, it all started when he was up here uh, for, for a holiday um, with his wife, uh, and apparently his brother who owns a place. And I stayed in a room similar to this one. And uh, that's all he really mem remembered when we first met. But um, we tried hypnosis and we, we started to make breakthroughs. And I, I actually have a transcript of, of the recording I can show you. So what I mean, it's very, very strange, which is why I think that something must have happened here. He walks over with a hot cup of tea and says, um, yes, I'll swap you. There was um, one session we did uh, recently and uh, it was it was quite fruitful and it was the first time he, he actually, it was almost as if he was out of his body and it's like he was finally remembering something that had been blocked from his psyche and, and I'm hoping that hopefully something, I don't know if you've been, uh, are you here for, I don't know if you know him or if you, if you know his wife or anything like that, um, have you spoken to her? Is she, is, is the wife okay? Not more recently and anything that I hear upsets me more and more. How long were you seeing Joseph Sutton as a patient? Oh, about five months. How did he seek you out? Oh, he, I mean, he just, I, I'm one of the few psychiatrists in the area and, he, and, you know, he must have heard of me from a mutual friend or something. So, yes, um, I mean, how we, how we met is really not of anyone's concern. It's more professional courtesy. But as I said, we worked together for five months and and we, um, we, I, I learned a lot about him and, and his circumstances. And, and uh, there was, a, as I said, we got this recording and I, I took made sure to write down notes. And he shows you this crumple of paper and it's, um, it's got handwriting on it and it looks to be a transcript, um, a very hypnosis session with uh, the Jay Sutton. Toward me, 
That is that is the the most clear hypnosis recording that I could get of of Joseph, and it obviously it's very very disturbing. And not not a week after he gave me that recording, he winds up dead, uh, which is why I think that whatever whatever did this uh, is whatever is responsible for this horrible memory. Um, I think someone was trying to keep him quiet. Forgive me, sir. I, I will come back. I used to. I. I need to go. I need to go and find my friend. Your friend? Oh, who is, who is your friend? I'll come and talk back later. I'm sorry. I cannot help you anymore. I will be oh, back. Please. I will come find you. She rushes okay, out okay. the door. Yeah, because after reading that, she needs to go and find Percy because Percy had a similar thing, and she works out that if that's a week before, then they are potentially mm. running out of time. He's had a similar hallucination or experience. Okay. Uh, so you go looking for Percy and Percy's not there. I go down and I've asked people where Percy is. Yeah. Yeah. So you find, um, downstairs you see Rose and, um, Greg, the Rose is having a drink. Greg is trying to talk to her. Rose is probably just trying to get as drunk as possible to, I guess, numb him out. And uh, they both hear yelling out, is, is Percy there? Is Percy there? And Rose says, oh, uh, Percy and, and your other friend, uh, Eddie, they just left. They went to go look for that Arthur guy who was out in the woods. And then uh, Greg Fallon probably says something like, yeah, I can, uh, I can escort you out there if you like. Happy to protect a lady. Internally, as character, I'm like, if there's anything amiss, I'd rather him be out there and die. Externally, I'm like, it's fine. Thank you, sir. I'm fine. Yeah. I walk back upstairs. I gra- Is Dr. Hedder still there? As you walk back upstairs, all of a sudden, a, gla- a huge wind rips through the whole, the whole lodge. Almost as if... The doors and the windows have all been opened at once, whoosh, and this huge wind comes through and all the fires that have been lit around the lodge suddenly extinguish. And the temperature drops drastically, really, almost, almost suddenly, like someone has just opened up a freezer door and just like that, everything slams shut. Everything's still dark. Panic starts to set in, people start, people are screaming. and uh, you hear uh, someone yell, Oh, quick, quick, uh, put the fires, put the fires back on, put the fires back on. And um, someone rushes to put logs in the fire. Um, and the fire slowly starts to revive itself. It wasn't very long. Um, like the embers were still warm, so it didn't take much. So the fires are slowly starting back up and the light is slowly returns to the lodge. 
um, but it's still really, really cold. Uh, what do you want to do now? Does that change your plan, or are you still going back up? I'm still going back up as Dr. Header there. Okay, so as you head back up, as you reach your, your door, it's frozen shut. And the, um, the doorknob, the brass doorknob, is almost frozen solid. Right. Um, You're probably going to need a strength roll to, to break it down. And maybe a sanity roll. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm pretty scared at this point. Yeah, um, give me right. a sanity roll. If you want, yeah. I mean, I don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have to. No, it's, okay. it's a pretty weird thing to happen. <laughs> right, okay. Um, okay, so strength. Um, I fail. Okay. So you're banging on the door, um, like trying to push it down with all your might. You're struggling. Um, there are other people in the lodge who would probably want to help you if you call out. I call out for Dr. Header. It's like, Dr. Header, are you in there? There is no response. In the, probably the yelling, uh, you see one of the doors open and, and Dr. Wentworth walks out. He's like, oh, is everything all right? I, the lights... The, the fires quickly went out, and it was very cold all of a sudden. It's, it's, what's happened? What's happened? I don't know. I don't know. I just... Dr. Hedo was in my room, and now he, I, I can't get into my room. I, oh. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I need to go and find where my, where my friends oh. are. Ex excuse I can, me. I can help you. Hang on. Let me, let me help. Let me help. And he inspects the door, and he's like, Oh, that... Why is that frozen solid? And um, he starts banging on the door as well. And he's much bigger than you, so he might be able to open it. Um, he uses his strength to bash down the door. And the door fly flies open. And what you see when the door slams open is Dr. Harrod. And he has been frozen solid. Almost as if... Uh, and he's looking at the window. And it's he's face is permanently affixed frozen in fear and he's looking at this open window but he is frozen solid there's ice all through your room and that will be a sanity roll i've got 32 32 did you pass yes all right i think you still lose one sanity dr wentworth did not pass his sanity roll so Let's see what happens to him. Oh dear. Dr. Wentworth, in the the horror of looking at this man who is somehow frozen solid, he stands there in shock, and then immediately you see that all the colour from his face is drained as he clutches his chest, almost in pain, and he starts to buckle over and he's like <gasps> and he starts breathing heavily you're killing off Dr. Wentworth with a heart attack aren't you? <laughs> and he reaches out to you Marie he says I need, I need medicine where's, where's, your, where's your medicine doctors ABCD <laughs> I just did my first appointment yesterday for teaching so we're good to bro let's go all right, check for danger. <laughs> is, is there a response? He's breathing, so that's fine. Um, his airways are not obstructed. 
Um, I'm going to put him into the <laughs> the recovery position and then ask him where his medicine is. My room. It's in my room. What medicine? Uh. We'll leave that for now. Um, we'll go back to uh, we'll go back to Teddy <laughs> Clifford. Go back to Teddy and and Percy, who have just had a a very strange encounter with a with a beastie. Well, we're still having it, and then he just appeared. Yeah, yeah. So I'll uh, let off a warning shot or something to try to scare it off. Yeah. So you're gonna fire off a warning shot? Yes. Yeah, so we'll start blasting. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> trying to shoot it. Okay. But also just getting me close enough to it, I think that would be yeah. okay. Cool. All right. So I'll let you. I'll let you take the first shot. Um, so you aim your gun and you fire. Uh, I, now you can choose to fire one shot, or you can choose to fire three shots. So one shot, it's just a normal roll. Yeah. Uh, three shots, you can roll three times. We have to take a penalty die for each roll. So you to roll two d10s and you take the higher result for your tens dice. It says I've got six ammo. Is that? Only six ammo. Only six ammo. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll just shoot one because I'm like, I know I don't have a lot of bu- bullets, and I gotta make them count. And one bullet should be enough to scare this thing off. All right, go for it. Yeah, once this thing gets hit, it'll run off. Uh, seventy-one. So I rolled just a sh- warning shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. fire, it sort of goes past him and it goes past it and it missed, and it does not stop. It keeps running at you okay uh so what do you what do you want to do now uh, uh god what's the crazy man's name achak says access says oh, it's it's a wendigo run run and he grabs um he grabs teddy and he's trying to drag you away yeah i'll, I'll definitely freaking be following i've got the torch so i'm like yep cool uh george sees this as well and he starts freaking out Archak's first action is going to be to drag you away. Um, it'll probably probably cost him two actions to do that because he's moving himself and he's moving himself. So he's trying to, well, probably the both of you, I'd say. Um, so dragging Teddy and, and Percy because they're probably the closest ones to him and he grabs you both and he starts running away. Are you going to join? Are you going to try and run off as well? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm running from this thing. <laughs> Why would I fight it? I don't even know what it is. We need to get out of here. Run! Run! So, um, you find yourself surrounded by tall, thick trees. There's room to move. Um, so you quickly bottle it and go back the other way. Um, the Wendigo is going to rush all of you. And it immediately goes for Arthur because Arthur's sort of the closest to it. Um, and it pounces on Arthur. That's a success. Uh, Arthur is probably going to try and run away, I think, or try and dodge it. Uh, and that's what's Arthur's. What's that? So this thing rushes Arthur, and with one swipe, one swipe knocks Arthur straight to the ground, and you just hear like the crack of bones as this thing just absolutely decimates him. Arthur immediately just, like, you just see his the lights go out in his eyes as he just bang on the ground. As this Wendigo now starts to just, like, feed on him, basically. 
Um, and he's just a quick free stab at this, yeah. So he just starts feeding on him. And, uh, yeah, so that's what happens to poor Arthur. Arthur's done for. Uh, his tree friends. His tree friends, no. The Manitous. Why aren't they helping us? The Manitou. Oh. George Wallace sees this and he starts running uh, following Ashak. Oh, we're all running. Yeah. Next up is Teddy. Actually, you're both the same. So, Teddy, what would you like to do? Are you running as well? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, so Teddy Teddy starts running uh, through, the, through the old oaks. Uh, you find yourself at a rocky boulder. There's a large boulder up ahead. Uh, there's frost hanging off the rocks and it's glistening in your torchlight. I'm going to need a dex roll if you want to get over this rocky boulder. Nope, not 91. You're scrambling over. Um, you can you can try again, but at the moment you're you're scrambling to to get over this rock and you're not quite there. Too slippery. Too much snow. Percy, what are you doing? Running. <laughs> all right. So yeah, you start running as well. I, th I think we're all just trying to run back to the lodge. So you reach the same the same rock that uh, Teddy's trying to climb over. You can now attempt to climb over the rock as well. Uh, no, I I I I failed too. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, uh, 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 Teddy, let me, uh, give me a boost and I'll, I'll pull you up. I'll pull you up. Yes, sure. Yeah, so Ashak's gonna lay, Ashak's gonna lend a hand now to try and get you guys over this rock. So you get one more chance, uh, Percy, uh, and I'll give you a bonus like because Ashak's giving you a hand. Uh, first one, pass, pass. I'm over, I'm over. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, so uh, he gets you up. Uh, Teddy, give me your hand. A hard success, I think. Thanks, Percy. George Wallace is also, uh, he, he's right behind you. You see the beast uh, rushing towards George now. George, quick, quick. Oh, shit. Just shoot it, Teddy. Shoot it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be shooting it as soon as I can. So it tries, to, it tries to rush George, but George manages to dodge the first one. So George is scrambling over the rock. He dodges the first claw. The second claw... Uh, this one hits, and George goes down, boom. This one gets him in the back of the head. And George, his head is like slammed against this rock. Blood goes everywhere, and he is thrown back as the Wendigo rushes back to, to finish him off as well. Uh, so while he's doing that, uh, Teddy... I'm shooting it, right? Well, what do you want to do? You want to climb over or you want to shoot the Wendigo? Yeah, we already, we already got him up. Oh, you got him up. Okay, perfect. Okay, so you got him up. Okay, so you're gonna, he's gonna keep running then? Well, if we think he's, if, if, if we think George is a goner, then yeah. Yeah, George looks like he's a fucking goner. Whilst we're running though, do, do we have flame torches or like, what are they? What types of torches are they? Electric torches. Electric uh, torches. Yeah, they're, they're the, the big, the big bulky ones. They're like, they're like doubled as police batons. Can I use intelligence to know if it could be possible to set one of these things on fire by smashing it with an electric torch. <laughs> I don't think you need to intelligence to know that that's probably not going to happen. I might allow it on a luck roll, but at the moment, because the storm, the wind is so strong and the snow is so thick, it's unlikely anything's going to catch. Mm, a bit, bit, of, bit of gatekeeping there, Mr. Keeper. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. We'll keep running. Old flashlights used crappy little incandescent bulbs and didn't illuminate that far out. They're not nearly as crisp as today's flashlights do. The light has yep. a yellow tint. It is very easily diffused. Very good to know. 
you reach a, a road. Uh, there's a dirt road that's heading to the left. Uh, give me give me a spot here north, all of you. Uh, normal success. Okay. So, Percy, you look around and you can see what looks like a hiking trail that's hidden by a few shrubs. So you can probably go through there as well. So you can either go through the road, follow the road, or you can follow the hiking trail. What, what would you like to do? I want to run back to the house. So just run back the way we came. Well, you, you probably got lost along the way. Achak sort of looks at you and says, I know a shortcut, and he starts running at the hiking trail. Well, yeah, I'd probably just believe yeah. him. So Achak, Achak starts running, and he's quite fast. Uh, he is probably going to be pulling you guys along. So you push through this thick scrub, and you find yourself on a, on a hiking trail. Uh, the snow is really, really heavy here, and it's quite difficult to move through. So I'm going to need another... Either a constitution roll or a strength roll, whichever one you prefer, to try and get through the snow. And I rely on my fitness, not my strength. Same here. I'm a lot fitter. Ashak gets through without uh, too much trouble. Hard success with my fitness. <laughs> Normal success. As you're doing that, I'll just see what the uh, what the Wendy goes up to. He's probably finishing off poor George at this point. George. And you hear a, you hear an eerie howl that permeates through the brush as you see something moving through the trees behind you. It seems to be gaining on you. So you find yourself uh, back at the riverbank that you sort of found yourself on the opposite side of. Uh, there's a log bridge that, like a crudely made log bridge that you can get through. Um, again, there's no water, but the looks quite high. So I'm probably gonna need a dex roll to get over this log bridge safely. I rolled a 46. Uh, is, there, is there no other way, Achak? I, I, I don't know about using this log to get across whatever we're trying to get across. Achak, Achak grabs you and says, do you want to die or not? There, there must be another way. I'm already, I'm already across. We, 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 Mercy, hurry the fuck we didn't up. Come this way. We, didn't, we didn't come this way from the Trust lodge. me, there's no other way. We have to go. So Achak gets across safely. I'm shining the torch back for Percy. Uh, pass. Alright. Um, as Percy makes it across this log bridge, the bridge snaps. And you just make it across in time. But this, um, this bridge is done for. And as you keep running, you see this creature approach the log bridge. It takes a good look around, like it's mentally processing what it needs to do and then it starts running backwards and then you see it almost as if it's flying just striding as if it's striding on air over the log over this ravine as it chases after you well it's cheating <laughs> shoot it shoot it <laughs> alright I'm gonna freaking unload a blast on it again yeah okay sure that's good. What'd you get? It's a zero nine. Zero nine. What's your what's your firearm? That is a the good the good thing. The lowest thing is ten. That is an extreme success. So I'm gonna have you roll for damage now. It's a nine. Nine plus two, eleven. What's your maximum damage? Oh, max twelve. So basically, you shoot this thing, and it just it almost as if like its chest explodes. And it yells in pain, and it falls from the sky, and it lands probably in, into the ravine. You see, like, the crush of ice as this thing hits the riverbed. 
Well, it's not immune to bullets. This was the Fumbled Anthology. New episodes are released every Sunday. And for more information about the podcast, check out our website, fumbledanthology.com, or you can find us on the social media of your choice. Until next time. I don't know. I never met. I never met his his wife. But he did mention her a few times. He said said she was pregnant. Sorry, my dogs are barking. I need to stop this. <laughs> hey, that's enough. Yeah. Naughty, naughty kids. That's, that's gonna be in the edit. All right. You show so, anyway, you show. show that dog what's up. <laughs>